the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You were born for such a time as this. Such a time as this. And the power of that blood for the Christian must be accessed by prayer. You realize we gain access to the Father through the blood of Jesus Christ. And then we can preach boldly because we, the Bible says we can go in boldly to the throne room of grace. So I can boldly come to the Father and say, Lord, because of the shedding of Christ's blood, I want to pray according to your will. Here's the things I want to pray for because of what Jesus did and has set me free. I want to pray for these areas of concern. Lord, put the blood on the prodigal son's life. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear part one of this sobering message from Pastor Shane titled, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Revivalist preacher Samuel Chadwick once said, Spirit-filled souls are ablaze for God. They love with a love that glows. They serve with a faith that kindles. They serve with a devotion that consumes. They hate sin with fierceness that burns. They rejoice with a joy that radiates. Love is perfected in the fire of God. Today, Pastor Shane lays it out directly for you, listener. Are you hungry for God? Do you thirst for His presence? Are you desperate for His Holy Spirit to light you ablaze? Listen to this fiery sermon as Pastor Shane once again challenges us to seek Christ with all of our hearts. All for the glory of our beautiful Savior, King Jesus. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman. I've got the message here. The title's a little strong, but I make no apologies. For whom the bell tolls. Anybody used to listen to Metallica? I know that's probably what you're thinking. That did cross my mind later on. For whom the bell tolls. Revelation 8, 1 through 3. I covered some of this already, but I just wanted to put all of this in context. When he opened the seventh seal, and if you don't know what's going on, make sure to go back and listen uh, to the messages. When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half hour. And I saw the seven angels who stood before God or stand before God, and they were given seven trumpets. Then another angel, having a golden censer, he came and he stood at the altar, and he was given much incense. And a censer is something they used... uh, it had the incense in it. And during the, the, the sacrifice, the sacrificial system involved this where it was almost like they would use certain um, essential oils, all right, to relate for today. 
but certain herbs, um, um, frankincense and the myrrh and things we hear of, and they would actually do that with the sacrifice. And that sacrifice then was called a sweet-smelling aroma to the Lord. The sacrifice being made for the sins of the people. And just in a, in a, I'm going to encapsulate this really quick. In the Old Testament, they were waiting for Jesus. Looking ahead. Now we look behind. And so for a long period of time, it was the blood of bulls and goats that would temporarily, temporarily cover the sins of the people. That blood was not powerful enough to take away their sins for eternity, a once and final sacrifice. So they would put the blood on it, on the altar, and that, that, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin, Leviticus says. And so that blood would be shed in order to cover the sins of the people. Once a year, so the high priest would go into the holies of holies before God, make that sacrifice, but then have to keep doing it every year. And then when Jesus came, he is what is called our what Passover lamb or the lamb of God without spot, without blemish, the perfect sacrifice. And that sacrifice was the final once and for all sacrifice, the shedding of his blood It is so important. And so this, this angel came in the book of Revelation here. We're talking about uh, future events that could be coming up. John is seeing a vision in heaven. And he was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. That's interesting. He's, he's got the, the incense which represents sacrifice. And with that is the prayers of the saints. That's a powerful reminder of how powerful prayer is. Did you know you can pray now and they will outlive you? Did you, your prayers outlive you? When you die, God doesn't say, well, there goes those prayer requests. <laughs> I wish I could tell people, and many times we've done memorial services where family members that they've been praying for after the person has died come to know the Lord. And they didn't know it. They didn't know it. Many times on their deathbed, crying out to God, save my son, save my daughter. Their prayers outlive them. And I will just tell you up front that on all these sections, the commentators are really all over the place. Ellicott's commentary says this. Benson's commentary says this. The pulpit, pulpit commentary says this. It's like so many different views out there because it's, it's a little little uh, vague on exactly what this means and how it pertains to us today. Nevertheless, Revelation, the book of Revelation said there's a blessing for those who read it and obviously obey it. So the prayers of the saints, it reminds me of Psalm 141, let my prayer be set forth as incense before you. So remember that when prayer is boring, you need to change your thinking. I'm offering an incense to the Lord. My prayers are going up to God. God is, it's the one thing, it's the one promise that Jesus even gives us. Go into your prayer closet, shut the door, and the Father will hear you. The power of prayer. That's why it's so hard. That's why it's so difficult. Uh, that's why it's so challenging. It can be boring. Do you know, do you know the, the least attended event at any church is a... J- just let that sink in. Let that sink in. The most important important thing 
that we can do is the least attendance, a least attended. And it's really a reflection of our heart, is it not? The fire of God. And maybe we don't think God really answers. I mean, I know not everyone can make things. I know. I understand that. But it really is an indication of where we're at spiritually. There's no fervor. There's no desire. And often it's because there's no desire for that because that desire hasn't been fueled all week. If you've been praying and fasting all week full of the fire of God, you can't wait till the next prayer meeting. If I've been on Netflix and Vudu and Amazon Prime and eating too much and drinking too much and oh my goodness, and this and this I have no desire for that. My taste buds are dull to the things of the Spirit. And that's why we threw out there that challenge. Uh, there's a phone number you can text us at. It should be in the in the in, in front of you on a sheet. Um, where if you text us the word fasting. We will add you to the fasting text messages that go out. There's about 183 people right now from this church who are fasting. Well, some are out of town probably, but who are fasting and praying for Ren the Heavens and for our nation. And uh, the, the biggest encouragement is to f- get back up and start again. And the things I hear more than anything, Dave's a good example. How many? Three weeks? Mainly? Yeah, three weeks. Mainly just water. And he's crying, he's holding, he's like, now I know why you talk about it. What, why is, because you're starving the appetites of the flesh. And whenever you do that, you get filled with the Spirit of God. I have to fast before I preach. I have to pray. I prayed this morning, God, speak life into this message because it's a toughie. It's a tough cookie. I don't know. And we're going to keep reading and locusts come out of the pit and the high priest on the Day of Atonement placed incense before Jehovah. This altar was elevated. It was a high place. It was a high place. The altar is a place of death that gives life. Think about that. The altar, this place of death. I don't know if you've ever seen an animal being slaughtered. Have have you have you farmers and and I remember even just going hunting and my my friend of mine got an elk way up above Rifle Colorado and he wanted me to watch it while he went down a mile or two and got everybody and it's pitch black and I hear wolves and it's like what it was probably the scariest time I've ever had because there's nothing you can do you're lying by you're you're standing by a dead elk. I can have a 357, I can have a 30 millimeter rifle, but it was pitch black out. And so I remember I'm praying. I've never been so, I see lights like a mile and a half down the hill. And, but the, what they had to do and gut it and uh, fret, get, have it fresh meat. And it's, it's, it's horrific if you're not used to it. I remember the first time I saw that, I was really taken back. But this, I won't even describe what happened at the sacrificial system. And how many, the blood of bulls and goats and rams. And, and that's why they would have the offering. You know, those who didn't have much, they would bring a little turtle dove. And that's why when God made that covenant with Abraham, he said, you know, the she-goat, the heifer, the ram, the turtle dove, and the pigeon. And he, he carried all areas of sacrifice there, all levels of what people could bring. And... This horrific event was a place of death. 
the blood that was everywhere, the animal. It was just quite alarming. But that spot, that place of death gave life. It covered the sins of the children of Israel. And I've thought about it before, but I think it's too graphic. But I would love to sometimes, not love I guess, but illustration-wise, put up some of the scenes from the Passion of the Christ. I, I can't watch it. I begin breaking down. That someone paid that price for me and for you. That place of extraordinary death, unspeakable, could you imagine being there? I, I would probably have a meltdown. Fall to the ground weeping. That place of death gave life. That's why most of you in this room have spiritual life. Because that place of death. It's in God's economy. That's how He... Something has to die in you before Christ can truly live in you. And that's why we do encourage people to come to the altar. Because it's a place of death where we lay down certain things, certain struggles, addictions, strongholds that have had, had us in bondage for years. We lay that down, a place of death. Lord, I am dying here and I need to come up revived and filled with Your spirits because genuine repentance took place. It's powerful. I've seen more lives. The reason we stress it a lot is I've seen more lives change at the altar than anywhere else without, without, there's not even a close second. Not even a close second. Marriages restored. There's been times it's like, hey, such and such is divorced. Man, we're praying. And then a month later, we see them both down here crying together. Whoa! Third recovery home. Marriage is about over. Let me see. Prodigals we've been praying for, see them over there. People healed, set free. A place of death that gives life. It's so important. But Proverbs says, He who turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is repulsive. God only hears the prayers of those whose hearts are right before Him. But be encouraged, if your heart is not right before Him, He does hear that cry I talked about last week. Help! That, that prayer, isn't that interesting? No other prayer. God, I can't hear you. Your iniquities have separated me from you. And there's no relationship. How many people go through the motions? Billions, let's say, different religions, different things, going through the motions each week. And there's nothing. But they say, if you're out, if you're real, I know I've been praying to elephants and raccoons and chimpanzees, but if you're real, it breaks my heart. Going to a friend's house, they have a little like altar with a Buddha and a little elephant. Like, like guys, hello. That that's not that's nothing. You have to know the one true and living God. But thank God He meets you where you're at. He meets you where you're at. 
I get that question. What about the person in Sudan who's never heard about Jesus? Why well, trust in God and His goodness and He'll give him a vision or a dream. But Romans says His invisible attributes are clearly seen so that people are without excuse. If somebody in their native tongue in, in Africa in the jungle says, You've, there's got to be something more than here. I feel this condemnation. Did you know no matter where you go, a person knows you can't steal a neighbor's chicken? Or, or take their Where does that come from? Moral compass, moral creator. And if they turn to Him, they turn to Him. God, I believe in His mercy and grace will show them their need for a Savior. He'll connect the dots. I don't have to worry about that. And, and let's be honest, that's just an excuse so I don't have to follow God. Well, what about the guy who's never heard about Jesus, huh? You're just using that to conceal your prideful, arrogant heart. That's all it is, straight up. There's so many facts that prove there's a God, it's, it's on them. People don't reject God because they lack facts. Hey, just, just take a biology class for a year. Hello? microbiome, the cell, the, the myochondria it produces energy and the energy takes your carbohydrates, proteins, your fats, it breaks it down and then it assimilates it, then it digests it, it fuels the skin cells, the cancer scales, the stem cells. That just all just happened one day. Give me a break. My goodness. But think about that. They, these are excuses. How can God allow all this evil to happen? The Bible says He gives man over to themselves. To me, that just proves we need Jesus even more. It doesn't make, that argument doesn't make sense to me. And then he goes on to say, and the smoke of that incense with the prayers of the saints, it ascended before God from the angel's hand. The prayers of the saints have power. I hope that prayer room is, is packed at Ren the Heavens at 515. Last, I don't know if it was last time we did it or a couple times ago, we had to actually move it to the multi-purpose room. 50 people at 515, 50, 60 people. We might have some worship in there as well, but that's, 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 uh, that's getting the fires going. How many of you have heard of, of Charles Haddon Spurgeon? How many know that they had 100 people in the basement underneath interceding? Every time he preached. He attributed to probably one of the well best preachers that I, I've, I haven't heard him. Obviously, he was 1800s. But I've got his sermon volumes. And, and that guy, he can take one text and just camp out for an hour and think of things I would have never even crossed my mind. Where did that come from? The boy preacher at 18, 19, 20, becomes a pastor of this large church in his early 20s. People praying in time with God. Your prayers outlive you. I, I, I actually was going to do a whole sermon on this, but I had to just share this point. The sacredness of the secret place. The sacredness of the secret place. Folks, you've got to find that secret place. You've got to find that secret place and spend time with God. Remove the distractions. I texted my wife last week. I said, I miss our other house because I had an office. So guess where my secret place is now? The garage. 
And the kids laugh because I vacuum it and keep it clean. Hey, don't make a mess in the garage. That's like where I eat and pray and that's it. That's all I got. But you open that door at four in the morning, pitch black and just the power, that sac- the sacredness of the secret place. I don't know about you, but I have to pull away from the busyness of the day to really hear the heart of God. Because everything's contending for our time. That's, I, I'm convinced without a shadow of a doubt that the best way the enemy sidetracks us is not by the big sins. I'm actually going to talk about that maybe Sunday night when small things are a big deal. You need to be here every night, don't you? But gets us busy. I'm a pastor, I'm a Christian, but if I'm busy, I got to do this, I got to do that, then I get frustrated. Anybody else get frustrated when they're too busy and plans aren't going away and this and the things are going haywire and, and now I'm not being nice to people. My emails aren't as nice or my texting and now now I just I, I don't have to and now I'm busy and now you got to be here and can you speak here and and I, I get I do get uh, t- opportunities to speak at different places and I do turn down quite a bit sometimes because I just it's just too much too much and he gets us busy and we've got to have those boundaries in place and what i would encourage you to do what i did there's a five things i wrote down what 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 are my prior you know the father husband of course and and the pastor uh, and for me it's sermons you know podcasts in god's word writing articles you know uh, the reason i haven't written a few more books is i've been too busy and so and, and this and then the, this is what i have to do this is this is throughout the day or throughout the week. Now, other things, of course, you've got to make time for sure. But if you stay focused on those things, and no, I can't be at every function. I can't be at every potluck. I can't be at every meeting. I can't be at every association meeting. I can't run for that board. I would love to be at more school district meetings and give them a piece of my mind. But I get flustered because I can't do that. And then I'm, you're there, what, three hours? And then this is sacrifice and this. And we do need more people to do that. If God puts that on your heart, do it. But the sacredness of that secret place, you've got to find that secret place. I've got kids though. We can go in the bathroom, lock the door. Get them down to sleep, right? Wayne Jackson wrote this, there was a relationship between the use of incense and the application of blood, which I explained earlier. The results of our prayers, this is incredible. And I, I really thought about it. I looked up some, some cross-referencing. The result of our prayers is dependent upon the shedding of the Lord's blood. And the power of that blood for the Christian must be accessed by prayer. You ever hear those old saints say, put the blood on it? We plead the blood. Now, I don't know if you necessarily have to do that, but we, we, we realize we gain access to the Father through the blood of Jesus Christ. And then we can preach boldly because we, the Bible says we can go in boldly to the throne room of grace. So I can boldly come to the Father and say, Lord, because of the shedding of Christ's blood, I want to pray according to your will. Here's the things I want to pray for because of what Jesus did and has set me free. I want to pray for these areas of concern. Lord, put the blood on the prodigal son's life. Wake them up. Give them conviction. And then the angel took that censer, filled it with fire from the altar. Oh my goodness, I'm getting worked up here. 
It's, the, the Bible, I don't think every word is there for a reason. I don't think God said, oh, whatever you want to write in the sentence, go ahead. Filled it with fire. Filled it with fire from the altar. That would be another good sermon. Are you filled with fire? It's so, this, I just have to share this too. Filled with the fire of the Spirit, unless you, maybe you don't know, is one of my most passionate topics. How many of you know that? No, come on, you know. Right? The fullness of the Spirit, the anointing of the Spirit, the filling of the Spirit. Why? Because that has what's made the most dramatic change in my life. The anointing of God upon your life. Full of the Spirit of God. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.